Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, super agile, story, story from the space Come well lit. <laughs> Looks good. I was on Looks the. Delicious. Uh, I was on air in um, in Samarinda live. They had a podcast, uh, a live radio station, no not way. a podcast, but a live radio station. They they pulled me in. I was going throughout throughout the uh, Caltem Travel Expo, and the governor was there. They, I was walking around the booths, and they had a radio station there. I was like, I want to get on board. And they're like, Okay, come on, <laughs> come on, white man, come here. Let's <laughs> talk on the microphone. Yeah. So oh. that was pretty fun. Indonesian famous right here. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of fun. All right. So we will get this party started in a okay. minute. Are you ready, sir? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Good afternoon, human beings of the universe. Just like that, we're back with another episode of Firelight Chats. Our special guest of the next hour is a fellow gold card holder, a fellow Meguoran. A fellow M-T-A-T-W or M-T-A-T-W, also known as a married to a Taiwanese woman, man, <laughs> and a dear friend of the Firelight family who has visited, you haven't heard that acronym, have you? Who has visited <laughs> the Space Lab often along with our mutual haopengyo. Alex Oland. Like our boy Alex, shout out to Alex who is now probably in Florida or somewhere else. This man who is sitting across the table from me now will soon be departed. Fear not, not dead, but from Taiwan. Other one. <laughs> so before he departs and combs his head back to the Bay Area, we have called upon this chance in the holy spirits of summer to celebrate, to reminisce, perhaps to commiserate about his time here on Il Formosa. So without further ado, please allow me and Mocha to welcome our very special guest of the next hour, Mr. Ryan Axelson. Thank you for having me. Ni hao. Ni hao. How are you, sir? Very good. Very good. Thanks. Thank you very much for coming here and gracing us with your presence. <laughs> Too formal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'm amazed to be here. It's awesome. Oh man, we will we will uh, just have fun, shoot yeah. the shit, uh, reminisce a bit, as I mentioned in the intro, because as I alluded to, it's coming to an end. That's like H HSK five, shoot the shit. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Some people might have to look that up. Shoot the what? What? How do you? What do you how do you do that? How do you? Yeah, exactly. How do you do that? Actually, it's a pretty terrible idiom, huh? It's actually a terrible idiom, but we will shoot it as much as possible. Sounds good. I know. We will talk about Taiwan. We will talk about uh, other countries as well. We have some surprises because this man is a well-traveled man, a curious man of wanderlust. So uh, we will we will get into those things, but. How long has it been 
in Taiwan, this, this stint? Uh, coming up one year. Actually, this week is exactly one year. And uh, by the time I leave, it'll be one year, two weeks. Sorry, did I say one year? Three years. Yeah, I was three like, years. We've yeah, three years. <laughs> um, three years exactly. Time three flies. years. Three years. Uh, two weeks. By the time we leave, we leave uh, at the end of the month. So, How are you yeah. feeling right now, sir? Uh, nervous, excited, a little sad, uh, a little sad for all the friends, but uh, kind of it's opening a new new chapter mm. in my life. And definitely new chapters bring new beginnings, new excitements. But, you know, you kind of have to leave the last chapter behind. And if it was really good, it kind of wonder, how can you keep that last chapter going? So, yeah, exactly. Can you share with us your why Taiwan story? So three Uh, years and and some change. What brought you to Taiwan? Three years with Taiwan. I came here because of my wife's family. Oh, Um, you're an MTATW. MTAPW, yes. Uh, Taiwanese wife. Uh, she came to the United States when she was seven. Shout out, Christina. She came in to LA, actually, uh, in, when she was seven years old with the whole family. And she's been in the States ever since. She's visited Taiwan a lot since then. But for her, it was kind of a coming back home story. She had to come back to stay with dad because dad had some heart valve issues. And then we had a kind of a pancreatic cancer scare. Mm. Uh, so we came back to be with him and thinking that this was going to be a tough time for the next few months, years. We didn't know what the future looked like. So we moved the whole family mm. and, um, the situation in, in the States was interesting because this is in the middle of the pandemic. This is June of 2020. Oh, right. So middle of the pandemic, uh, we had already gone through a couple shutdowns in the States. Kids were doing school at home, which was the biggest pain in the ass ever. In, uh, this is in the Bay Area. This is in the Bay Area. Uh, no kids were allowed to, you know, congregate at school. It was tough. It was really tough on us. We were even afraid to go out on the streets. That's that's what the feeling was there. Mm. I, I remember those days. And then we got this news about my father-in-law. Uh, my job was... Uh, they were going through pink slippings. They were like laying off tons of people. I happened to get caught up in one of those, a second round or something. Mm. And then right around that same time, my poor dog, Eddie, who had been with us for 12 years, he passed Ooh. right around that same time. So he really departed. He really departed. <laughs> poor guy. Mm. And what kind uh, of dog? Uh, he's a mix, a mix of King Charles with a beagle. King Charles beagle. King Charles and a beagle. That's a interesting mix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's King the, Charles with like the big fluffy ears, big right? fluffy long, long ears with right. the long like hair hanging down and all that. Yeah, and right. hair growing in between his toes and exactly. like yeah, yeah, hairy yeah. mother. Yeah, and then, yeah, and, and then, then a beagle like and the, the about the size of a beagle. So he right. had the mm. the length of the tail of a beagle. The, you know, about the beagle size and really curious, very food motivated, really mm. easy to train. Yeah. Great dog. But he ended up passing right around that time and we had to say goodbye to him. We realized we didn't have any roots. Mm. We had no more roots at this point. And the kids had already, you know, finished school that year, June. And so we're thinking, hmm, all right, let's make the best of this. Go stay with father and maybe do a year. And, right. you know, COVID's going to be over after a year. No big deal. That's what everyone thought. And, uh... <laughs> So we came, we came over thinking, uh, one year. A short little, short little stint. Right. One year. You know, the world will open up again. Everybody's going to be happy. Back to normal. Rainbows and unicorns. Go back to the bay. One year goes by, then two. And here we are three years later. Finally, uh, we're going into high school. My kids are going to high school. It's like an event, right? The parents follow the same event as our 
kids. Right. We realized that high school is kind of like a critical moment in a child's life, especially getting into college and all mm. of that. And it's easier, might be a little easier to do that from the States as opposed to going to Taiwanese high school. So we decided to pull the plug and head back home. Okay. So that it's was, the, the milestones. Yeah. And my, and uh, regarding my father-in-law, he's actually doing great. He's kind of got on the men's. I mean, he, he did really well the first year he went back down the second year. And then this last year he's gained a lot of weight. He feels a lot better. And, mm. um, the pancreatic cancer, which I said was a scare. He thought it was cancer. It turns out to be a tumor, which is non-cancerous. Benign. So like benign. Yes. But it was still causing trouble because it was slightly growing and it was causing issues on his pancreas. And he's done some recent surgeries. They have some new techniques. And so, yeah, basically at the end of the day, status quo, like he's not getting better, but he's not getting worse. Mm. And it's not a cancer that we have to be concerned that is going to spread throughout his body and he's going to pass. Oh, nice. It's more like it's a situation where you just have to constantly monitor it and just yeah. on top of it. You should be okay. Okay. Nice. Good news. Good news. Good ending. Very good ending. It was yeah. a very, very scary moment yeah. in June of 2020. Mm. We were very worried. Okay. So what about your kids? Are they excited about this? Are they sad about this? They, they, they couldn't have it any other way. They want to go back so bad. Oh, really? So bad. They want to get the f out of here. Get the f <laughs> <laughs> they they love their friends and i have to say that's the one thing that they're they're holding on to is their friends here in, in taiwan they've made a lot of really great friends they go to Kangchao and linko mm, okay um so they made a lot of really good friends there it's an international school um a lot they of go to the international branch yes yeah, yeah they have to they kind right. of divide them right they yeah. do they do yeah so they go to the linko Kangchao, but they cannot wait to get back see all their old friends from pre-middle school that would have been like fifth and yeah fifth grade fourth grade oh wow so okay yeah, they're going into ninth grade so that's kind of crazy right yeah like taking a three-year gap going back to the same going back to your same neighborhood like, yeah same district same right. neighborhood and seeing these kids after three years everyone's grown up like crazy oh, at this age too they, they've grown adam apples right it's growing out of weird places i can't imagine like disappearing and then coming back like that's I don't know. Weird. I don't remember any kids in my high school that disappeared and then came back. I know. I can't think of an instance, but it would be weird. It would It'll be, be weird. Strange. I'm sure it'll be really great and also not so great. Yeah. In some, in some <laughs> wow. Yeah. But they're excited about this. Very excited. That's good. Yeah. Is there a reason that they are so excited about leaving Taiwan and the Taiwanese education system? Uh, um, it's all, it's their view. I can tell you, I have no personal experience with the Taiwanese education system. So, so caveats there, but from their view, it, it's a lot of memorization and mm. can I say shit ton of yeah, homework? Shit ton, exactly. Shit ton exactly. of homework. Shooting the shit and shit ton. And then I guess in my kids math class, it got a little too extreme. I had to have some notes sent the math teacher. It was basically three to four hours of math a night. Oh, for the homework. Yeah. And it was, I, I maybe, maybe some of the Taiwanese kid could knock it out in half an hour, but my kids <laughs> right. were taking four hours <laughs> to do American it. American kids. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so my poor kids were just dying. And then my, my one son just stopped turning in homework, but he would ace the test, but he just stopped turning in homework. He's like, yeah, I know. I just don't do it. I understand it, dad. <laughs> And he'd get 92s and 95s on the test, Ooh. which was 70% of his grade. But he refused to do the homework. The homework. So guess what his grade was? 70. Oh, no way. Yeah, because he refused to do that. <laughs> he got a zero for homework. Smart kid. Yeah. Just, and my other kid's super smart, too. He collapsed. He just started giving up. 
Oh man. And so all his grades went down because he was so exhausted. He was exhausted at the Taiwanese way. He would just wasn't used to it. Right. It's exhausting for him. So and it's then just there the was workload. The workload and it was do it, don't think about it. Mm. Just do it. Yeah. Don't think about it. Exactly. And, and and my kids were always asking why? Why? Oh, why? Don't do that, you oh, American. And, and don't don't raise your hand in class and ask questions. Don't. How dare you ask no. a question in class? Yeah. That's not a good what idea. What are you doing? Yeah. Did they actually ask a question? They asked questions in class they and that did. wasn't accepted. That's not acceptable. Yeah, that was not acceptable. Really? Even at like uh, international school, even international posh school. international school, like Kung Chao. Turns out their math teacher was Korean. Oh, interesting. So following the Asian style of right. math teaching. Like strict Korean yeah, education. And very fast, cover a subject, go over it, next subject, next Next. And there wasn't any, has everybody got it? Do you have any questions? Do you have any concerns? Let me walk you through it. Please raise your hand. No, hmm. no, no feedback requested. Really? Is so, this for all was, topics? Like I can imagine this for math, but were there any, were there any good classes? Did your science, kids? science was, okay. was good. Um, my, my one son who actually struggled, he did well in science. Uh, he had a teacher from Africa, I believe she was from Nigeria and she was really good. And, you know, they had a little kind of back and forth, but I think they really enjoyed, my two sons enjoyed that class. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So all in all, mixed. Mixed. Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. Okay. Yeah. Mixed reviews. But workload was really tough for my children. Right. Really okay. tough. Huh. What about back in uh, San Francisco? What's the what's the plan? Are they going to a public school? Or? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to San Carlos, a public school by the name of Carlmont. Okay. Carlmont, if you're familiar with the movie Dangerous Minds. Oh. So that was the high school featured in Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds, like Coolio Dangerous Minds? Coolio, yeah. Coolio. Yeah. Coolio. yeah. yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, that was the high school that they're referring to in that in that movie. Oh my goodness. That's a gangster's paradise. Gangster I heard. Paradise. <laughs> they were busing kids in from East Palo Alto into um, a Belmont, San Carlos area. Oh, yeah, okay. The Sequoia school district. Yeah. So was it a, like a difficult school back in the day? And is I, it still now? I don't know what it was like back then, but now okay. it's, it's actually pretty exemplary. It's, right. It's a tough school. Yeah. They keep Hard the kids to. going and they have a cool, they have a great sports program. They have a full, like a full sports program. They have, dance they have music they have everything it's a pretty pretty awesome school huh did coolio die recently i believe so i, <laughs> I, think, I think people are gonna have I to look he, up coolio people are like a, what are they talking heart, about heart attacks i think yeah, yeah right? heart attack yeah coolio is there a rest in peace here oh uh, oh yeah 2022 last year yeah. september 28th yeah. Yeah. rest in peace coolio yeah this is a very old reference for yeah. the, <laughs> for the young folk out there. <laughs> but that is a classic, classic song there. Yes. So your kids will be gangster paradising in, in the Bay Area. Got it. Karma. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So, yeah. So how has your uh, three years been like here in Taiwan? We first met, maybe. We can talk about when we first met. Mm. We met at the uh, Gold Card Christmas Party. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. I do. I was talking to some folks uh -huh. and they were like, we were, we were talking about a topic that you probably shouldn't be talking about in Taiwan. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. And then, and then this one lady said to me, 
oh, no way. You're talking about this topic. You know that there's this white guy over there who's who's talking about that <laughs> that thing that you're not supposed to be talking about here in Taiwan. <laughs> and I was very excited about that. So I had to go find this white guy who was talking about this topic that we were not supposed to be talking about. Yes. And I found you. Yes. And we kept that, talking about that was, this topic. That, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That's I, how we met. Do you I, remember that? I do. I do. And uh, I, I would say Taiwan has been actually a really great internal growth experience. Like I've really grown in my own heart and soul of my mm. life and uh, my own mind. I think just being away from the Bay Area and being away from my routines in San Francisco has uh, helped change me mm. uh, for the better. Mm. For the better. Part of it is these topics that we're talking about. Those things we're not supposed to be talking about. but. Right. Yeah, it's about growth uh-huh. and transformation and transformation and transcendence. Absolutely. And other psychedelic, I mean, other spirit, animals. Yeah, spirit, yeah, spiritual and uh-huh. psychedelic adventures. You got it. You know, San Francisco, we're allowed to talk about this kind of stuff. Right. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so you had not done any of those things in San Francisco, no. the Mecca. No. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Not done any of that. But yeah. you became interested. Yeah, I started researching the topics here. I think, and and I think the world is, you know, is only True. it was only in 2010 that the U.S. government opened up research on these substances. Exactly. Before, only in 2010. Yeah. And they banned them for no apparent reason. Of course, like this, this one segment, hmm. they basically associated these substances with heroin, and it's like, give me a break. That's not even close. Yeah. Totally different molecules. Exactly. Uh, Distinguish. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, uh, I think the U.S. government and many countries around the world are finally coming to realization, what have we done? Yeah, exactly. And it really helps that top universities, NYU, Johns Hopkins, a bunch of universities, yeah. I think UCLA as well, is, are doing really high-level research. High-level. Into this kind of stuff. Michael Pollan, who's, I think, also from the Bay Area, wrote a couple books he's, about he's it. He's the one who, who yeah, changed right? my mind. Yeah. Changed my mind. How to Change My Mind is his book. Right. And a very interesting book about these substances. Most specifically, he focuses on um, uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin, the greatest. I love psilocybin. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically. Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. Sounds good on theory. Exactly. On paper. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that is how we met. Yes. We yes. we made contact, fell in love immediately, and it's been a, <laughs> it's been a three year romance. There you go. Yeah, there exactly. Go. Yeah. Uh, we also went to a comedy show recently yeah. with one of our recent guests, Big Ben Holt, oh, ben the Holt. jazz musician. Yeah. You recall, and we we saw a uh, Filipino uh, comedian together. Yeah, had a pretty good time, and that was actually after you you were just recovering from mm. a pretty gnarly. That's right. Accident. Yes. Um, that gnarly accident took me out of my routine here in Taiwan. I was really, uh, Taiwan's, you know, just, I'm going to just for context, Taiwan has not only allowed me to grow spiritually and, and grow in my own uh, personal growth, but physically Taiwan has allowed me because I've stepped away from my regular routine of you know, nine to five, or should I say nine to nine? Yeah, I was going to say. It's more like nine to nine or eight Bay to eight. area. My routine of all work, no play, and the only play I had was weekends, and that was really focused on family. So I never really focused on my body. And so being here in Taiwan has allowed me to work out at the gym because I don't have a regular routine. Like I've, I've been working here, but not to the extent that I was in the state. So I've been working out my body, and I've, I've picked up biking, which back when I was 16 in San Diego and uh, North County, I was a big biker, mm. and it's been 
30 years since I've done like 60 mile bike rides. I ended up buying a giant, go giant, uh, mm-hmm. TCR advanced pro one, I believe it is great carbon fiber bike. It's like the best, as they say in Taiwan, the best CP. Oh, CP two. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, CP, CP value. CP and golf. Really? Really? Yeah. So it, it's basically a really high end carbon fiber bike with uh, great value. And, mm. um, I have been working this thing like every weekend, multiple times a week, I'll go out biking, go up to uh, Five Finger Mountain mm. uh, or go up to uh, Feng Guizui. I've been, you know, starting out with, with the, um, the Riverside. Great bike. Yeah. Great path, the by the way. The paths are amazing. Oh my gosh. I like love that. About up towards, Taiwan. like up towards Danshui or yeah. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, or, yeah. or you can go down a loop and we go, um, me and my friends will go down all the way down to, um, I need a map. There's one that goes down to like Shiju and. Yep. Yeah, you can you can head down there. I usually, if I had a map here, I would talk about it, but I always forget the name of this neighborhood. It's this great ride that I go on, uh, Sanchong. So it's Whoa. basically on Sanchong's side. So if you if you go oh. up to uh, Danshui, cross okay. that red bridge, yeah, and you head down, you can actually go all the way down to Bali Dao to Bali. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, that's one way. Right. Okay. Uh, this is away from Bali, so okay. you go down, across but go cross. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can head over to uh, Sanchong. And, uh, that, and there's that park, the Metropolitan. Yeah, huge you're park. on the opposite side of was it uh, Pier Five or whatever it is okay. that, that where uh, Wanhua is. Mm. So you can go on the opposite, and then you cross over to Wanhua. And I ended up doing, I think it's about anywhere from seventy to eighty kilometers round trip to Nehu. <laughs> wow! So that's crazy. I was like kicking ass, like yeah. I was really <laughs> moving. You know, my lungs were getting better, my body. I was starting to lose weight. Shedding pounds like crazy. You know, I just started getting really good on the bike. So good. I thought I was indestructible. That happens. You got (laughs) cocky, sir. I did. And (laughs) it's a rainy day in the middle of winter. It's December 4th. And I'm going up to uh, Five Finger or right next to Feng Guizui. Basically, Beitou and Yangmingshan. No, no, uh, no, 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 uh, no. The other side. Well, yeah, similar, similar. It's the Nehu side of uh, Yangmingshan. Okay. And I'm still going up the mountain. I wasn't even going that fast. I'm thinking about work. I was working at this time, this 3D printing company. And I'm thinking about work and I'm thinking about what my boss said. I'm like, oh, forget this. I don't, I don't need this right now. I need to, you know, focus on myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, standard conversation you have in your head. Of course. <laughs> As you're riding up the mountain. As you're riding on the mountain. I wasn't paying attention. I hit that white line. You know that white line on the road? Yeah, the nice slick white line. Oh, that Especially slick in the rain. W- in the rain. Especially it had it had been raining for maybe four weeks straight. And it yeah. started getting the slime and mold on it. Exactly. Wasn't paying attention. My front wheel hit it. And last thing I know, I'm like, I think I have to unclick my shoes. And boom, it's too late. Oh, and this is going up the hill. Actually. I wasn't even going. This that is not fast. even going down the hill. I feel like such a lame ass. Like, <laughs> God, the most pansy so ass. One mile an hour, and you had this huge crash. <laughs> so front wheel comes out, and within a second, I'm on the ground, and I just feel this tinge of pain, and I'm my face is on the pavement, my head's on the pavement. I'm going, oh shit. I'm still in the middle of the road and I'm thinking to myself, there's something wrong because I'm trying to scoot up. I'm trying to get myself up and I can't. So I'm, I'm worming my way to the edge of the road. I'm kind of just like scooting <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh God, this is terrible. I can't even move my leg without like excruciating pain. So um, I'm in excruciating pain. Right. If I'm moving. Yeah. If you move if, a little, if you breathe, if, yeah. it's just, yeah. 
but I'm able to kind of just scoot off and then lay down. I'm realizing something happened. And I called my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm calling 911, by the way. I'm pinning. Which is not 911. It's 119. I'm calling 119. Thank you. Yeah. I'm calling 119. I pinned it on uh, Google Maps to my wife. I said, here's my bike. I'm leaving it here. And amazing. Again, Taiwan's so amazing. So helpful. These two bike riders came up and helped me and talked with uh, 119 for me and told them exactly where it was. And conversation ended. These two bikers just stood around and waited for me. I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, not even that long. The ambulance must not have been that far away. The ambulance came up, picked me up. Funny thing, the ambulance driver actually slept on the white line himself. <laughs> he fell down. He went, bam, he went over. As he's coming to get you. As he's coming to get me. Coming to save you. Yeah, because... First, they wanted to just like pick me up and throw me on the stretcher. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, excruciating pain. Yeah, get the little like slider. The stretcher thing, yeah. Yeah, the slider thing that you slide underneath the patient and lift me. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes running back and he hits that white line and he just goes down and he- just eats shit. He eats shit right there. I'm like, see, it wasn't just me. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. The ambulance driver went down. So I'm like, okay, so I'm- Were you laughing? No, 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 no. But I was, hurt. I was thinking to myself, it's not just me. It's not just me. Oh, I'm not no a total way. idiot. So uh, he goes and get, grabs the plastic hard right. piece. It's like the plastic handle. Yeah. And like the little they, brace thing. Yeah. And they slide me onto the, the plastic sheet. It's basically like, like a mini table. Okay. And they slide that underneath me. And then they lift that and they put me on the stretcher. Because the stretcher is... Like six inches off the ground. Okay. So you can't. They can't just. You lift can't just pull a person with excruciating pain. No. Yeah. No. So they they slide this little uh, device underneath me, pull me up, put me on the stretcher, get me into the ambulance, and you know, thirty minutes later, I'm at Tri Services Hospital. Okay. Right in Nehu. Right. Yeah. And uh, I broke my leg. That's that's Whoa. the story. I broke it. I snapped the basically the elbow of the femur where it connects to the ball joint. It's okay. like right at that joint. This is your hip? Yeah, this is your oh, hip. okay. So right where the, I mean, yeah. right where the that joint, hip is, right. that yeah. joint area is. Okay. And then they end up doing a surgery on me and threw in an implant. And yeah. that implant is this titanium implant with a jacket and two bolts. So it's basically one jacket goes in straight in, and then the bolt goes in at an angle right where the jacket is. And then it, the jacket has an arm that goes down on the femur itself. Huh. And then that gets bolted down a little bit farther from the joint on the femur. Which leg is this? My left. Your the left leg. Sitting right here. How yeah. far does it go down? Oh, it's it's actually the, it's, like about an inch or two. Yeah, it's okay. two inches, no more, no okay. more than two inches. Huh. Yeah. Speaking of two inches, you showed me the X-ray. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I remember seeing the X-ray when we were at the comedy yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. I showed that You're too. like, oh. That's my penis, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You can ignore that. Uh, Exactly. Ignore that mass. Ignore ignore that huge mass. I thought it was a cancer, but no. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was, that was. Congratulations. uh, Yeah. You broke your leg. I, and I have, I have a little present from Taiwan. I know. Is this titanium implants? Yeah. Titanium, aluminum alloy, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's good that you did that in Taiwan, right? It was it was great. The uh, four days, or sorry, four nights, three days in uh, Tri Services. It was awesome. It was a great experience. You know, the hospital. If you if you want, I was very impressed with the hospital. They do take care of you well here. What's interesting from an American standpoint is mm. visually the hospital's scary. 
I know. Okay, visually. Right. But once you drop that kind of bias that you right, have. The visual bias. The visual bias. You yeah. know, the sheets, the sheets had like a big cigarette stain in it. And oh, it was like, it was all ripped that's not and bias. shredded. It was, it was. Subjectively. Uh, even I saw like bodily fluid coloring on the. That's not bias. I was thinking. That's, that's wow, not okay. This shit, this shit is really happening to me. And, and they right. don't. Like these sheets are old. This is like from 1980. <laughs> these yeah. sheets are from 1980. The infrastructure too, just everything. Ugh. The interior is not very pleasant. Ugh, not in a pleasant. hospital. It's it super doesn't scary. make you to feel like oh, like I'm gonna get well here. This is world class service, yeah. right? But, but once I got into the surgery room, the surgery room was another. It was another level, man. It was next level. It was oh, clean. Really? It was beautiful. They had like a ton of like really expensive machines. They took care of me, hmm. and and so far so good. Like I, I've. Can't complain about the services I've got. How much Can't did this complain. cost for, you know, those Americans out there trying to compare the <laughs> the healthcare system will, in the will, U.S. And, and Taiwan? You will never freaking believe this. Right. Now, so I'm going to remove the American product, the, the implant. I'm just going to set put that aside. Put that for aside. Right okay. But if you just take the costs of all the services, four nights, three days mm. in a Taiwanese hospital at one of the best hospitals. In Nehu, which is a nice neighborhood. Yeah, nice yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Zero. Whoa. Wait, F what? Fully paid for. Fully paid for. Paid. By I, the I think I had to NHI. pay some medicine after right. the, next, the next day. I had to pay some medicine. Right. Some painkillers. Yeah. But the stay was free. That's crazy. Free. That's crazy. 80,000 Taiwan. Free. No way. Yeah. Totally paid for. How much do you think that would have set you back in San Francisco? $400 a night in San Francisco. Yeah. It's just the price of a four-star hotel. Right. Maybe 500 a night. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. So totally paid for. The implant, though, you know, their their claim is, hey, it's it's American implant. you got to pay the American price. It was three grand. Okay. Three grand U.S. Did you have a choice? Did they give you a menu yeah, of implants? I, really? I, yeah, they, they did. Yeah. I could have gotten the free implant. Oh, really? But it's a lot more bolts oh. and it's much longer. And uh, it doesn't have the efficacy that this one is. This implant comes from uh, Johnson Johnson Dupuy. And it's only, it was released five years ago. It has like five-star reviews or whatever, whatever they, oh, they do on uh, in the doctor world. But it has like five-star reviews. It has a very fast recovery rates has very low negative side effects. Mm. And I was like, yeah, let's just go with them. The doctor's like, there's really no no choice out there. This is the best one. Oh, there. wow. This is the best one. You could do other ones, but they are They're longer. Made out of wood. <laughs> They're just longer. They're just more bulky. Oh. More bulky. And it just takes up more. And one of the things that you have to watch out for for this injury, by the way, this is the same injury that people's grandmothers and grandpas will get when, they, when they're old and yeah. they fall in the kitchen. Right, right, right. And their, their bones are brittle. One of the things you have to watch out for is actually necrosis of the bone. So you you actually have the dying off of the bone inside. And so the blood stops flowing inside the bone. I see. Okay. And so you have to watch out for that. Um, so far, so good. It's been seven months uh, or eight months now. The doctor is saying I have no signs of any of that happening. So mm. um, you have a good chance of recovery here. You only really truly know after two years. They only give the full stamp of approval after two years. Really? So I have to wait two years before I can get the full stamp, like I have no necrosis. But that's one of the things that they are worried about. And that they say, the doctor says, it happens at the moment of the injury, not the process later. Like you mm. just have to wait. And so if it happens, it happens. There's really nothing they can do. That's what they tell me. But the implant itself is less intrusive. Really, it's a jacket and two bolts. That's oh, really wow. what it is. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Do, are you going to have to take that out at some point or no? This Yes, I will be coming at, back to Taiwan to take that out. Right. In two well, years. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no, no. In, okay. in one year, in probably six months to one year, anytime after one year, I can come back and take it out. They recommend if you are active, if you do a lot of sports, things like that, and you're you know under the age of 60, take it out. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Feel right. free to take it out. But if you're over the age of 60, you know, they're like, just don't. leave it yeah, in. Yeah, just leave it in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, how soon after this surgery did you go biking? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, December. I remember Christina being very angry. Yeah. At the yeah. Comedy store. She, was, she was not happy. <laughs> she was not happy. She was complaining about you, sir. Yes, she was. <laughs> Um, I think it was four, five months, four or five months. I decided to go biking and How dare I you? got the okay from my doctor. He's like, you can go, just go easy. But I did not get the okay from my wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, how, what was that like? Your first time getting back on a bike? Were you a little bit apprehensive or? Yeah, a little bit. I okay. was a little scared. Uh, I was very inflexible. Like oh, your, your hip right. just doesn't like getting on the bike. You have to kind of do a little bit of splits, like, you know, do swing the leg over yeah, the seat right. and stuff. And that was, that was interesting. I remember feeling oh. a little bit of pain and, and just going through it. So that five months up until there, did you have like PT, you know, physical therapy or? No, the doctor really? recommended not physical therapy. He's like, don't put much on it. Just, just rest, rest. Your okay. bone needs its rest more than anything else. Like hmm. the, you didn't tear a muscle. So you don't need PT until your, your bone is healed until your bone is done. Don't worry about PT. That's what the messaging was to me. Oh, wow. Okay. And your, your bone isn't fully healed until six, seven months. Oh, wow. So okay. you can do light exercise, but don't put a lot of pressure. And even the first week he said, don't even do leg lifts. Like the first month they're like, don't even do leg lifts. Don't even worry about uh, your muscle atrophying or anything. It's going to happen. And that's what happened. I had one left cheek. My left cheek was smaller right, than my right. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I, I go work out. And one of my buddies is like, okay, it turns out, turns out this is the funny part. One of my bicycling buddies, um, Michael Chang, he's, he's not the tennis player. Right. Um, right. He's <laughs> Another very old reference. That's a Coolio reference. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a doctor. Turns out he's, he's a bone doctor. A few months later, I go to see him. He does some x-rays. He's like, oh yeah, that's great. Everything looks good. I'll see you around. And I saw him the next week in, in the gym right here at the tennis center, Nehu Tennis Center. Mm. <laughs> he comes up to me and he grabs my butt. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, is this how you greet all your patients? He's like, no, I'm the checking out. The, the right side? Yeah. He, no, no, both the sides. weak side. Yeah, oh, he's you wanted check, to see both Comparison. Of them. He's like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> is this how you do it? Do you want to check my testicles next? Like, what's going on? And he's like, no, I'm just trying to see what kind of mass you're getting back on. Now that you're walking, what kind of mass are you getting back on your um Your, your ass. Left, your left glute. Yeah, right. And uh, that's how you measure someone is if they're healing, their butt will come back. If their butt doesn't come back, then you've then got you're problems. you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How, how's your ass doing, sir? It's great. Your cheek is good. I, I, I took some pictures recently. Yeah. It looks the same. <laughs> I know. How do you check that out, right? I know, you right? Gotta, <laughs> you got to set up a tripod. <laughs> that's what you're <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Christina yeah. doesn't do that for you? No. She's not. <laughs> I see. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm very funny. happy to hear about your equal cheeks. <laughs> My cheeks are equal. 
Yeah, that's a shame, right? Yeah. Having like one that's not as full as the other. That would not be good. That's not cool. Yeah, and that's you know, not okay. imagine you'd walk around in circles. True, <laughs> you couldn't hold a straight you'd be line. You turning everywhere. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Yeah. yeah. So now everything's good. You're writing. I'm writing. Yeah, everything's good. I'm writing uh, about once or twice a week now. Mm. Uh, latest one I did. I think I did 80 kilometers recently. Jeez. Okay. So that was so that was back. tough. Yeah. I went all the way to uh, the airport, Taoyuan. Oh no! Through way. through Bali. Through Bali. Oh, wow. So up that road through Bali and uh, over to Taoyuan on the coast. You can go like along the coast? On yeah, the along north? the coast to Taoyuan. Oh, wow. Because the airport's actually right on the water. They, they yeah, fly right. in that's, right that's, on the water. And that's, it's basically what? Mm, southwest southwest of, right. of Bali. Okay. Yeah, huh. so it's pretty amazing. It's a long ride. Taoyuan oh, and back. Okay. That's 80, 80 kilometers to Nahe. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Have you ever done the the full cycle around no. all of Taiwan? No, that was actually one of it's kind of a bucket uh, list motivators of buying my bike here. Was, okay. I was thinking that was going to be the goal, but you know, actually, I'm so happy doing the rides in in Taipei. I'm so happy. The mountains here, there's so much to see, so much to ride. Mm. I've ridden to all these towns in Ilan. I've ridden to uh, Fulong. I've ridden to um, uh, Geelong a ton of times. Mm. Um, wow. I've ridden up to the the mountain group up here, Tolan Mountain Group or the uh, Yangmingsan. There's a ride called Satellites, which was one of my favorites. It goes right by the satellite dishes. Oh, a science, I know the satellite dishes yeah. up there in Yangmingsan. Yangmingsan, yeah. yeah. So there's a yeah, yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. of satellite dishes and all the cyclists call it satellite. That's the satellite ride. Oh, So you go from Nehu, you go through Tiamu tunnels. Yeah. And then you take a right, you go past the palace. The, okay. the palace, yeah. um, the museum, museum, palace yep. museum, and then you take a left up the hill and you go these basically Ooh, it's exactly it's up there. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, it's a great ride. It's pretty, and um, that that's one of my favorite rides. And I do that as frequently as I can. Oh wow! Okay, nice. So speaking of you know getting around Taiwan, yeah, have you taken some trips around Taiwan? How much have you seen during yeah. your three years here? That's a good question. Um, probably not enough. There's, mm. there's never enough to see in Taiwan. I think there's also a lot of kind of hidden. You, you really have to know your groups. And I've been trying to like tap into the different groups out there. There's like a hiking group and they keep their information pretty tight. Mm. Um, there's some hikes that are supposed to be amazing. I've seen beautiful pictures, but I've never really tapped into it. Another one. So, I mean, there's so many mountains. There's a hundred mountain hike yes, program exactly. in Taiwan. I've always wanted to do that. I ended up getting right before my break. I actually did get a chance to do Jade Mountain, but they consider Ooh, that the beginner level. No way. Yeah. Jade Mountain is considered like beginner level because it's just steps. It's just, it's like oh, just steps okay. and you don't have to do any scrambling. You don't have to do any climbing. It's just steps. Isn't that the tallest mountain in Taiwan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 3,900 meters. Right. But, but it's considered beginner. It's a hike. It's a beginner hike. As compared to the other hundred. Okay. It's actually on the beginner level. It might be like late beginner stage, but right. it is not that difficult. It's not the extreme difficulty. No, it's not like backpacking. Some of them, they say, hey, you, you got to camp in. You got to bring your tent. You got to, you know, filter your own water. You got to do all that. Those ones moves up the difficulty. I have a friend of mine who is probably at 95 or so right Ooh. now. So as soon as he gets to 100, I'm going to have him come on here yeah. and tell some stories. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's so cool. So I, I understand there's some very, very difficult hikes and very very difficult to get to. Mm. So it's the access, which is actually the hardest part. Okay. So I would say out of all of the places, I still haven't explored the mountain ranges enough. I've explored Haizong, Kaohsiung, Jai, 
I've explored Hualien, haven't gone down, have not gone down to um, Kunding. Uh, no, I've done Kunding, okay. Kunding, Hualien, or sorry, Kunding and uh, Kaohsiung and that whole coast down there. I've done that. But not the other side, Taidong. But Taidong. I have not done Taidong. That's Taidong one area. is like amazing. The access. It's, it's yeah, it's hard long, to get down there. Long from, ways, right? Taipei Ren. I, yeah. I haven't done a Makong oh, right oh. next to China, right? That's like, what, really close to China. I have done Pindong. Is that right? Not that's in, uh, that's the south. Oh, Penghu. Penghu. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I have done Penghu. I loved it. Okay. Wind was brutal. Yeah. We went in October. It, the basically the tourist season had just ended. Oh, and so that's the why the wind ends. picks up. Okay. And it's it's brutal. The wind is like you're riding a little scooter. It's it's it'll just fly you off. Trying to take you down the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, you don't want to like, break another leg. No. Yeah. No. No. So so Penghu Penghu was fun. Beautiful, really oh. beautiful. Great beaches in Penghu. I love that. And Xiaolochou. I Ooh. really like Xiaolochou. Did that you was go fun. snorkeling or? Yeah. yeah, yeah one yeah. of my buddies just got turtles. a scuba scuba diving uh, <sighs> license down there. Wow. Yeah. The turtles. There's turtles everywhere, right? Everywhere. Huh. That was that was a yet. shock. I just, I was like a little kid. I really? was just so happy. Mm. And these turtles are just so gracious and so beautiful. How was the water? Warm. Bath okay. water is so nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And clear. How's and the clear. visibility? Visibility was very good. Okay. Very good. I was surprised. You know, uh -huh. I never really thought about clear water in Taiwan, in Taiwan being yeah, such an industrial like, nation. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it was very clear. Mm. Very clear water. Yeah. Okay. Are you a scuba diver? No, no, okay. no, no. That's one thing um, the wifey has, has asked me she, not to do. Okay. <laughs> so you're actually listening to her this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is your most memorable trip in Taiwan or favorite place in Taiwan other than Taipei? Oh. Oh, I just took it all away from so you. I just took chunk. it all away from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're such a Taipei ran. I am. I, I know. Am. Look at Taipei you. Taipei is so much fun. Taipei is so much fun. Okay, tell us about Taipei. God, from give us an advertisement of from the Taipei Tourism Bureau of Ryan Axelson. <laughs> <laughs> I what I, do you love about Taipei, sir? I love sir? the fact that you can go down these little tiny alleys and find the most amazing coffee shop with this barista who just puts their heart and soul into a little cup of coffee. I find these cafes that you think nothing of them when you walk inside, but then they make this most memorable like chicken dish. And I'm like, wow, that was like really healthy and very, very delicious Right. with rice and some vegetable. And I'm like, wow, this is better than home cooking. And they made something really delicious and it's not that expensive. And these little cafes that you find everywhere everywhere and you know there's the you know second floor they've kind of capitalized on that and made made that a second, chain yeah second floor cafe yeah second floor cafe and the other cafes that do that great little restaurants that you can go to but i just love the fact that you can just walk down an alley and let's say songsan or go into maybe one of the one of the more popular neighborhoods in daan and, and see these little alleys and you find this like mom and and pop restaurant food is just so amazing and and they've decorated the whole place in like Japanese culture or Taiwanese culture. And it's like all pine wood. It's all clean. I just, I just love that. I love that. You don't see the dedication to design and food together at just your local place. Right. Normally a local place in the States is just thrown together <laughs> and maybe the food is awesome, but the place is junk. And you don't get the combination of like the high end aesthetics with food a lot in America. They just don't concern themselves. They would rather have cheap furniture and cheap wall decoration and good food than anything else. Where Taiwan, they do think of everything. And I love that about 
Yeah. That's one of them. Especially down a small alley. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. It's the when you just like, thing. you're like, getting well, lost and I, then you just spot this like really interesting place you've never seen before. Right. And, and you try it and you're like, like Whoa, what is this place? What is this? Damn, How did I not cool. know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and it just repeats over and over again. And you look at Google Maps and you're like, oh my God, there's a billion of these things. How am I ever going to try any of them? Oh man, are you pinning them on your Google I Maps? I try, I've given up. I've, okay, I'm just like too many pins. Too many pins. It's like, a, it's a mass. <laughs> it's a mass of pins. I think you're a lover of food as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What, are, what are some of your, and wine, nice. So what are some of your best memories? Do you have any uh, recommendations of restaurants or? I've been following the Michelin Guide, which is you know, maybe a little overrated, but I have have uh, been very impressed. The obvious ones are like Terroir. Went to that. Ooh, I've heard of it, Dodds but I haven't is, been. Yeah, really? and Dodsa. It's really nice. Okay. And I got to see the chef in Raw. You know? Yes, of Andre. Andre, Andre yes. and his olive tree. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah, there yeah. in Raw, just like setting tables or talking to his vendors or something. I'm like, Hey, oh, you went you. on a day and when I he waved was there. him. Yeah. And I waved him and he waved back. I was like, whoa, this is cool. He's right here. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that is that a Michelin? I don't know yeah, if they, yeah, yeah, oh, they, they yeah, are. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're definitely fancy and expensive and very hard to get seats. Yeah. We, we looked and it was like three months, three months can't get yeah. a seat. Four months, can't get a seat. We're like, no way, this is crazy. But yeah. you were able to. No, no, not Rao, not Rao. Terroir is the one right next door to oh, it. Oh, I see. But okay. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. sneaked a peek and. Yeah, I sneaked a peek. That's all. Saw Chef Andre. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, I'm amazed by the restaurants here. So beyond that, got to also go to uh, La Palais. La Palais. Yeah. Oh. That's the only that the three. Duck? The three the Michelin only star. only three star Michelin. Yeah. Right. It's a picking yeah. duck place. It is. It in is. In the hotel. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that one I've is. been there. I think that was one of my birthday meals. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Creative. They, they light up the duck. Yeah. <laughs> the fire. Yeah. That was good. But I would say one of the most memorable things is actually one of the street foods from Gongguan. Mm. There's a guabao. Guabao. Guabao is yeah, so yeah. good. Oh. That was so good. And pork bun. it looks crazy, like scary for an American to see this giant pot of fermented vegetables and he's scooping in with this big ladle and he's pulling, she's pulling it out. And then the, the pork goes in. Oh. I'm thinking this looks really scary. Like what cockroaches live here? <laughs> but oh my God, it was so delicious. Oh. And and it, what did it, it cost like next to nothing. Right. It's like 40 quai. Oh my God. <laughs> It was crazy how yeah. cheap and how delicious that thing. Like, talk about CP, man. CPG. Woo. Exactly. CPG. Exactly. Wow. I love that. I love that about Taiwanese food. Okay. So that that's one of my favorite was that little stand. I, everyone knows that that stand that I'm talking about. It's the Guabao stand, right? In Gongguan. In Gongguan. Yeah, okay. Everyone knows that one. Huh. That one's really good. I, uh, okay. Indian food is actually really decent Ooh, here. Yes, um, that's um, true. I've been to some really good Indian food restaurants. Mm. Uh, I belong to uh, Second Saturday, of course. And I, Anthony, shout a, out, Mister Mister Van Dyke. Van Dyke, yes. And I've uh, been to a couple of his uh, his programs, and he also belongs to a curry. Was it Curry Council? Curry Council, Taipei yeah. Curry Council. I believe. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I got to see some restaurants that I wouldn't have normally been to and right. very, very good Indian food here. Yeah. Indian food is good. Yeah. Some of the best cuisine in the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe that's yeah. a good segue to get out of Taiwan for a moment. Yeah. Because before we were talking off the mic about you recently traveled to Central Asia. Yes. And it was a connection with India, actually, with the Mughals, right? That's correct. This country of ours. I don't know if anyone can guess which country this is, but 
Hmm. It's a country within within a mirror. Yes. What is that history? What is the Emir's name? So Amir Timur. I don't Amir know if you remember. Timur. Yeah, he he created this empire called the Timur Empire and killed over 71 million people to create this empire. And it was a pretty expansive empire. It expanded all the way to Egypt and all the way down to India. And in fact, the if you look at the Taj Mahal, it's a I believe it was a either grandson or great grandson of um Timur, Amir Timur, that created the Taj Mahal. So it's mm. it's uh, one of the this is one descendants of, the descendants. of Timur. Okay. And Timur was actually born in Uzbekistan. In present day Uzbekistan. Present day Uzbekistan, Central Asia. Mm. Uh, it is on the Silk Road. So if you recall your history about Marco Polo or- Not or, the pool game. Not the pool game. Not right. Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. Found you. <laughs> Another old reference perhaps. Do kids still play that? Oh, yeah. They have to, right? They have to. Okay. All right. Good. They have to. All right. Once they have to turn <laughs> off their phone first. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, so you went to Uzbekistan yeah, recently. Yeah, recently. It was That's it was so an amazing cool. trip. Uh, three weeks ago, this was a birthday present to me for my wife. Uh, my Shout beautiful Christina. wife. Christina, you're amazing. I know. God. I don't know where I would be without her. I know. <laughs> you get a birthday gift to Uzbekistan. Yeah. Oh, people are lining up. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's not taking applications. <laughs> so um, went to Uzbekistan. This is my long, long time waiting gift. I've always wanted to go to Central Asia because of the Silk Road, because I've watched the show called Marco Polo. And also because uh, I had a, had a co-worker that I worked with back in San Francisco. His name escapes me, but he's from Kyrgyzstan. He told me about Kyrgyzstan. He also told me about what Kyrgyz do. There's this thing called goat polo. Oh, I that. know about that. You should check that out. Yeah, because in Kazakh, they play that as well. Kazakhstan. Yeah, no, this is from Kazakhstan. So go. Yeah, exactly. And so I got all excited about this country, Kazakhstan. Well, it turns out Kazakhstan is not a really tourist-friendly place. So it's very difficult, very difficult to get to. It's um, more adventure kind of tourist destination. And my wife wasn't really keen on wearing a backpack and going into the mountains. <laughs> right. So we had to choose the next best thing, which is a neighbor country called Uzbekistan. Turns out Uzbekistan has actually a lot of history a lot of monuments, a lot of buildings, a lot of architecture, which I'm a big fan of. And uh, we ended up getting getting a chance to go there instead, which I think was a great decision rather than Kyrgyzstan, even though I'd love to go back to Kyrgyzstan. So mm. if you have any trips lined up, I'll right. head Trouble, out there with yeah, you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but Uzbekistan was phenomenal. I, oh, I'm so in awe of the architecture. I'm in awe of the monuments and the history, history dating back to the... 10th century. And then most frequently kind of referenced history moments was Timur, Amir Timur in the, I want to say 13th or 14th century. And then also more later in the, in the 16th and 17th century is also still the Silk Road was still popular at that time. A bunch of travel happened there and a bunch of big moments in history actually occurred there. A lot of big battles and uh, Uzbekistan has a lot of modern day Islamic followers see Uzbekistan as one of the tipping points of Islam spreading throughout Central Asia and through Southeast Asia was because of Uzbekistan. Mm. And uh, Timur actually helped that spread as well as these four brothers that uh, two of the brothers, their uh, monuments are in Uzbekistan. 
So, so the, Islam has a strong hold and a strong piece of history belongs to Uzbekistan. Right, the Central yeah. Asian yeah. Yeah, branch. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So it's really, it's really amazing. There's a ton of history and trade happened because of Uzbekistan and because of Timur. They would protect the uh, merchants going back and forth on the Silk Road. Uh, so it was a pretty amazing time, very dynamic, and people made a lot of money traveling this road. Yeah, exactly. Made a lot of money. Mm. So Tashkent is the capital? Tashkent is the capital. You flew into Tashkent. Flew into Tashkent, and then we traveled over to Bakar, and then from Bakar went to Samarkand. Okay. And then back to Tashkent. You can get a direct flight from Taoyuan Airport no. to Tashkent? No, I had to go through Korea. Korea actually does a lot of trade with uh, Uzbekistan. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. there's a lot of trade happening between Korea and Uzbekistan. That's interesting. Okay. So Taoyuan to Incheon yep. to Tashkent. Correct. Okay, nice. Yep. And then you also were in Indonesia recently as well. I was. That's I was. more recent. Yes, that okay. was last week. I just Last got back. week. Yeah. That's crazy. So welcome back from Indonesia. Mm. You have a pretty deep connection to Indonesia. I do. Yes. Yeah. Why would, is this? I would say my my Asian uh, uh, focus is... Your Asian fetish. Oh, no. Focus is... <laughs> <laughs> you, you nailed me. Um, my Asian focus is actually because of Indonesia. Mm. I was a high school student in North County, San Diego. Mm. That's the hat. Yeah, San Diego. Chargers. Represent. I was North County means where? Basically Encinitas, Carlsbad. Okay, yeah. Because I was in I went to UCSD. So oh, it's UCSD. pretty much North County, no? Mm, or it doesn't count. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't it doesn't think count. No, okay. it does not count. You're not part of I'm North not, County. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say Del Mar North is considered North oh, County. Oh, it's okay. That's far north. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went to high school there and I met a exchange student from Italy. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Wow, you came from Italy and you can actually go to high school for you? That's right. so cool. Yeah. I want to try that. And I signed up. And I remember this is, this is 1991. I don't know if you remember a wall that came down in 1991. Right. A lot of walls so, came down around that time. So yeah. 91 is a little scary time for the yeah. world. And for a high school student, I was kind of like, ah. Eastern Europe's not my thing. Mm. So I first choice was Italy. Second choice was France. Third choice was anywhere except Eastern Europe. Oh, just said, didn't interesting. Want to, didn't okay. want to go to an area of that was kind of scary. And they sent me to Indonesia. Ooh. And I ended up going to this backwater town called Samarinda. Samarinda. It's in East Kalimantan, eastern section of the island of Borneo, which is the third or fourth largest island in the world. It is houses three countries. Indonesia, right. uh, Malaysia, and, and Sultan of Brunei. Sultan of Brunei. I've been yeah. to Brunei. You've been to Brunei? I've been to Brunei. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool. So pretty I've been cool. to Borneo. I, yeah. You have been to Borneo then? I know. Then. Yes, right, you right, have. Right, right, right. So three countries on this one big, beautiful island, a lot of rainforest, ah, yes. a lot of coal, a lot of wood, and they also have orangutans. Orangutan, Dwe, ah. yes. Right, Dwe. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of languages. <laughs> Orangutan, isn't that like human? Human hu of the forest. Right, human yes. of the forest. Yes. And, yes, Okay. And in fact, in 1991, so I spent a year in Samarinda. I stayed with the family, the Dahriadi family. Kalwaraga Dahriadi. If any of you speak Indonesian, Indonesia, I had the most amazing experience of my life. Like mm. that changed me forever. It, it was an indelible print on my mind and on my whole. How my, old were you at this time? My heart. Uh, I was 18. 18 years old. Yeah. And this is not like Jakarta. This is not like a big city. No. This no. is like. No, this is not a big city. Yeah. This is, this is a Paint city. Paint a picture for us. What, what is this Samarinda so, like? 
summer in the 1991 was a town on a river split by this big river called the Mahakam. And on the Mahakam every day is tons and tons of timber back in the day. Now it's coal. They've basically mined or harvested all the timber. They're extracting other stuff. <laughs> now they're done. They have nothing yeah, else to exactly. extract. So now they're basically harvesting coal. Right. Uh, it's basically just going down the level, yeah. however deep they can go. Um, yeah, exactly. It's pretty sad. At the time in 91, it was timber. It was a poor town. There were still people living on the water, like living the half houses. land. The still houses, half land, half water. It's cool. Uh, saw a little bit of it this time, but most of them have been torn down now. But in 91, it was still uh, very prominent. Everybody wore a school uniform to school to prevent the rich and the poor mixing and having right. different set of clothes, right? The uniform was required. And I went to Esamatica Samarinda, which is Esma 3. Huh. which is their, their national high school system. I went to that school for a year. I took a test. I learned Indonesian. I learned anthropology there. I learned uh, economics. I learned all these courses. It was high school though. And so it was just a bunch of kids just fooling around. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Wow. Had a lot of fun. And like, oh my God, like sitting in these classrooms, again, no AC, just a big fan in the room and the teachers trying to control the students and students are totally not interested. <laughs> They're barely there. There's like three students that are listening and no it's like one Kung else. Chow. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is interested. And uh, I just remember hanging out in these this time and I was just like this pimply white boy from uh, San Diego and in the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere, middle of the jungle. And, and that really was it. Like the city was a city. But once you step foot out to the city, it's jungle. It was pure jungle. And we're talking, you know, uh, the the canopy would stretch up to 50 feet, 50, 60 feet. Huge trees. The jungle down there is so amazing. It's so thick. Yeah. Uh, And the fruit that that you get from these trees, everything from mango to durian. I learned about a new species of, like, it's a similar fruit to durian called lye. Mm. It's like orange instead of durian. It's small and not as big, not like the football size durian is, but it's more like a a softball size and it stinks no and it okay. doesn't stink it doesn't that bad but it stink. has the same look it looks like a durian that's been miniaturized and it's orange inside and oh, it doesn't whoa. have the stink and it's so sweet and it tastes like an orange no 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 it it's, tastes like a durian tastes like a durian that has gone through a michelin uh restaurant like it's it's mild <laughs> it's been refined it's refined it's mild but it's it still so has that like that soft texture yes. that durian has. Yeah, it has the same little seeds and everything, big seeds rather. And it's got the meat around the seeds. It's just, it's amazing. It's called lye. It's called lye. Whoa. Yeah, and it's okay. only found in East Kalimantan. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was awesome. to start an import-export business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an amazing fruit. Amazing fruit. Really, yeah. really good. Because durian is known as the king of fruit, so this uh, could be the uh, prince. I think this is the queen. This is the prince. This is the queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely- had a really good time. Very touching. I got to meet up with my family. I'd seen them once before in Jakarta, but this time I got to see them and really sit down and talk with them for a long time rather than just a few minutes. After how many years? 32 years now. This is crazy. So you just years. returned to Indonesia That's after 32 years. Yeah. Back to your homestay house. Oh, family. Yeah, family. Not the same house though. You no, not mentioned. the same house. Okay. Different house. They moved. Yeah. But I got to sit down with them and, uh, you know, have dinner. I actually rented a boat and grabbed all my friends from the neighborhood and got them on the boat. And we traveled for two hours up the Mahakam River and then up to one bridge and come down to another bridge and then came back. It was like a two hour journey. Got to hang out with my friends, got to say hello. It was like my one kind of thank you and 
like reuniting kind of journey. It was, it was an amazing experience. I felt so good. <sighs> felt, uh, in fact, this one friend that was, had difficulty coming back to visit me because he's on this island called Terakan, which is way up north near the Malaysian border. Okay. Um, and he's basically in construction. He doesn't have a lot of money. And so it was very difficult to come down. I offered to, to pay for him, Christina and I offered, and uh, we got him down to, to visit me. And I hadn't seen him in 32 years. Like, this guy I had not seen in 32 years. It was very emotional to see him, you know, notice how things change. It's, it's also sad too, because I got to see how he's aged and how he's not in an office job. He's out there in the weather and you know, the weather in East Collie Mountain is brutal. His, his he's face weathered. is weathered. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, it was sad to see a really good friend of mine from when I was 18. And I'm, I'm talking like a full solid 11 months of seeing this guy every day. He was my neighbor. He's your uh, buddy, your best friend. He's my buddy. He's my best friend. Yeah, um, tell me about that story. You yeah. you guys hanging out when you were 18. Oh, we would without the fan on. Yeah, we would sit in his place where he was living and we'd just shoot the shit and talk about uh, girls. We'd talk about uh, life. We'd talk about, you know, our dreams. We'd talk about starting a business. We'd talk about like making money and like getting chicks and, you know, just, just, and half the language, actually, I would say 90% of the language was in Indonesian. That's how I learned my Indonesian. From sitting down guy. with this guy, just shooting the shit and talking about girls. And uh, as they say in Indonesia, Jewe. Jewe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I learned kind of local language, like the local, right. the local speak. That's and, the best and, way. And I, my, my heart goes out to this guy. His name's Enos. Enos. Enos is, is a really good guy. And he, he has such a good heart. And I really latched onto him. Like he and I just became blood brothers. It's great. That's crazy. That's great. And after 30 years, I mean, without technology, without flights and other kind of things, it wouldn't have wouldn't no. have happened either, right? No. It was a good moment. Really wow. good moment. Very emotional for me uh to see I felt sad for him at the same point and you know, I I feel sad because I'm in a privileged position and he's not. Right. And and it's almost like you it, it, if, if I were comparing it to countries, it's almost like the country of America coming into a poor country and lifting them up by giving them money. But really, what are you doing? Right. Like there's no answer. And I haven't ever seen a good answer to this problem in this world about lifting people up. You can't just give them money. You can't just give them a job. You can't just, they have to want it. They have to be in the right moment and the right opportunity. And what I'm saying is that there's no real good answer to people who are of different income levels. I started to feel bad for myself for being affluent. And mm. he's not, but at the same time, we're kind of in our own worlds and yeah. it, 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 we're separated by so many thousands of miles of ocean and everything. I don't know an answer to how I can help him without right. being like patronizing, patronizing. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. the other yeah. thing. If you go too far, then you're just patronizing somebody. Right, 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 right. Where, where is the, the middle ground? I don't know. I don't know what the middle ground is, but he is definitely my friend. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. Yeah, no, it's sad, right? Because Indonesia has so, I mean, it's so wealthy in resources, right? I mean, you're talking so about wealthy. the coal and the timber yeah. and the palm oil recently, right? And, oh, yeah. And I mean, this place maybe comparing to Timor and his uh, rape and pillage, right, of 71 million, but 
It's like extracting, extracting, extract, extracting, extract. right? But the infrastructure there, it's not improving, right? You were saying that yeah. it was pretty sad. It's sad because this this town of 200,000 has grown to a million people, apparently. And then I look around the town and yeah, they have a one or two malls that are slightly better than the old malls that were there. But I didn't see any other than this couple buildings here and there. I didn't see anything majorly, drastically changed about this town. And yet, and yet I see Every day I have a picture of the river and there's five of these barges of coal that they're extracting from upriver. It's not even that far away. And they're extracting this coal 24 hours a day. These mines run all night and they build a giant pit in the ground that becomes a lake, basically dead land. And so it just fills up with water. There's no use to this land anymore. So it just becomes a big lake, a dead lake. Fish don't even grow them go there. Right. Like, nothing happens in these lakes anymore. And 7% of the economy of Indonesia comes from coal. And so I did a just quick calculation of how many barges was coming down. And so you do this quick math and it's not even that difficult, but my mind was blown. I took a picture of five barges there that I was, I was looking at and each barge was full of coal. One barge found out holds 1500 tons coal. Each ton of coal on the open market goes for anywhere from 110 to $134 per ton. Mm. So you're talking 7% GDP of an entire country is being extracted, but the town that extraction is going through isn't seeing a fraction of it, isn't seeing any of it. And most likely it's the businesses and maybe the capital that is getting the money. And these people are pissed. You yeah. talk to local people in Samarinda and they're like, you know what? We see all these coal barges go by, but we see none of the money. Right. I all see this nothing. money in and out, but the, we're not seeing the, any The of roads it. are shit. I have video of, of this road that's Banjir, which is just flooded, flooded. The river has overflown the banks. Makam River is a powerful river. It has tons of water. And in the wet season, it just floods. And the whole town just gets, just gets flooded. Mm. And so you can't even drive a motor motorcycle you can't drive your car you have to stay at home it's insane and they're still dealing with this shit they're not they haven't fixed the infrastructure of the city we're talking seven uh, two trillion dollars flowing through this river alone two trillion just this river wow two trillion u.s dollars is flowing through That's and no so one crazy or sorry two trillion in, in rupee is flowing through this river and no right. one no one is paying for this city to improve and it's it's sad it's sad yeah, it's so sad, right? Because Indonesia is a powerful country. I mean, it's a very wealthy country and it's growing too, right. but unequally, yeah. like a lot of the world right yeah. now. Yeah. And then there's all these palm oil fields that are nearby. You can see as you drive between Balipapan and, and Samarinda, you see all these palm oil fields. And yeah, you get some workers, you get some jobs there. That's, right. that's probably okay, but it's not. But the environment. Environment's suffering too. And that was the last thing is I ended up getting a chance to go to this place called Simboja Lodge, which is a rescue for orangutans and sun bears. And I got to see one of the most touching experiences. We got to be close to these orangutans during feeding time. Uh, unfortunately, the, you're not allowed to see the, basically the orangutans that are going through rehabilitation okay. because they don't want you to see humans. They right. want them to keep them away. So we only got the uninhabitable. They will never go back to the wild. Okay. These are the orangutans that will are basically reserved for education purposes mm. because they have behavior problems. I they see. either are too nice. There's one orangutan called Rambo. And he's too nice to Rambo's the girls. Rambo's too nice. He's too nice. Rambo's too nice. <laughs> That's awesome. He lets his girl, his girlfriend, eat food before him, which is not orangutan culture. That's not okay. No, that's not he's okay. He's not going to survive. No, he won't survive. <laughs> yeah, right. Because she'll take advantage of him and he will eat and die. Exactly. He won't eat and die. Yeah. So, so. So Rambo. Rambo is actually <laughs> the awesome. nice guy. Uh, and then there's another guy who's called Bachelor. And Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelor doesn't like orangutan girls. 
Oh. He likes foreign women. <laughs> foreign women? Hum- women, like Not human. female. Human women. Oh, wow. Humans. Okay. He likes foreign human women. And in fact, one lady came up with a short skirt and they had to change the rules because of this. He got so excited that he jacked off right there. No, Bachelor. Yes. Bachelor. Yeah, so. Wow, that's very human-like behavior. Yes, actually. yeah, he got really <laughs> excited when he saw her. And that, and really did and this that. is before they knew his whole backstory. Right. They didn't know his behaviors. He was part of a, a circus and he had only Ooh. been around humans, never been around other orangutans. Okay. So he had gotten attracted to human women. No way. Fucking crazy. That is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And in this Me Too moment oh. here in Taiwan. <laughs> oh, no. It, it was so bad. I know. That's Poor trouble. Ra- yeah. Bachelor. Yes. So, Bachelor did. What are we supposed to do with these men yeah. who can't stop from? <laughs> <laughs> so, he had. He had to go through, um, he had to go through re-education. <laughs> oh, he went through a re-education camp. Oh my goodness. No, he's, he's stuck. He's basically stuck on an island. They have these islands that are set up for orangutans. Okay. And this is one of those guys that just will never be re-released because he, he will never mate. He doesn't have the behavior of orangutan anymore. He's been too long with humans. Right. And in fact, he understands human commands. Uh, I have a video of one of the feeders and he's throwing out food to him. He's like, clean up your area. And the guy starts cleaning up the area. He takes the, the old uh, husks of corn and he throws them in the river. He takes it and throws it in the bush and he cleans up his area. Then he goes, wash your hands in Indonesia. And the guy goes down to the river and washes his hands. Bachelor. Bachelor. Oh, wow. Holy, not orangutan behavior. Yeah, that's. So not, <laughs> not allowed to go in the wild. Maybe you can be like an actor or something. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely. He's he's got us. He's that's got another true. scar. That's a uh, yeah. That's not gonna fly yeah, in Hollywood. That, that might. Be. <laughs> that won't fly in Hollywood. My, yeah. After Weinstein and all that, it's not gonna fly. I know. Not too good. many orangutans in Hollywood. Already. There's too many orangutans in Hollywood already. <laughs> Sorry, Bachelor. Sorry, yes. you're gonna have to make do in so, Borneo. So um, yeah, it's it's actually uh, check them out. It's called BOS, which is Borneo Orangutan Survival, I believe, is what the S stands for. And BOS Foundation, they're amazing. They're mm. rehabilitating uh, these orangutans, and there is a set number of orangutans that have been rehabilitated mm. uh, without human influence. They're trying to keep as much distance, and also they do sometimes get baby orangutans who have been abandoned or something. Some. Uh, or like a scenario a, a that poacher, like yeah, or poacher, the or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And so they have to rehabilitate and they do the best they can to keep the orangutans and teach the, the baby orangutans how to fend for themselves wow. with the final goal and purpose of this organization is actually to re-release Return them. Into yes. the wild. And they actually, they have worked with the government and they have sections of uh, Borneo now that are free from poaching, free from organized companies to come in and do mining or other activities. Mm. These are reserves. Right. So they do have reserves now in uh, Kalimantan, in, in Indonesia, that are saved just for these purposes. And they also have sun bears. And the sun bears were so cool, man. What a cool creature. I knew nothing about Their them. Their faces are very unique, right? Yeah. They, and oh. their claws are super unique. Their claws are like something like They're kind of like sloth-like. They do. They look right? very sloth-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. They have these okay. long claws and they dig. They love pineapple. They love honey. They love anything sweet. Oh, huh. they and love the lie. 
They would love the lie. Yeah. yeah throw exactly a lie down, man. Durian, lie. Queen of fruits. They're going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> so my son's actually got a chance to feed the sun bear. Ooh, not not directly, cool. but what you do is you go into their, their caged off area, um, their playground, so to speak, hide the food. Ooh, and then okay. they were after my sons have exited, <laughs> right, right. They, they let the sun <laughs> they bears release the sun, they bear. release the sun bears <laughs> to go find their food because it, you know, again, it's, this is like kindergarten level learning yeah, right. that they have to learn how to look for like food forage because, because some of these guys have been held as pets and they've That's been in their right. backyard or in a cage and the orangutans too. They've been in a cage. Some of them, because orangutans don't have neck, they actually put uh, the chain around their chest or around their waist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh. it's like this giant chain that this so sad. little creatures have beautiful creatures, beautiful, beautiful creatures. Yeah, really. And so I was, I was very impressed. And this lodge, you can actually experience this, go down, it's called Samboja Lodge, part of the BOS Foundation. Look up those two things. You'll see it. I'm so impressed. Oh, that's I, cool. I, I'm, so you I'm, stayed at the lodge? We stayed at the lodge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a great lodge. It's actually, it's like a four-star, three-star hotel. Ooh, really nice. Very yeah. cool. Very nice, like teak wood and just beautiful. Uh, in the pick, forest. In the forest. You're <sighs> surrounded by these trees that are 40 feet tall. No, yeah, that's so amazing. cool. Amazing. And then you can hop over to the, the rescue center. And, yep. Okay. And you go rescue center and then, and you can even volunteer. There are people, they have about 20 volunteers when I was there, uh, that volunteer between a month to two months and they'll like dig roads, dig ditches, whatever the, the organization needs. Oh, it was man. amazing. That's was, cool. That's so impressed. cool. After 30 years return. Yeah. When do you think the next time will be? 20 years down the line, 10 years down the line. Uh, I'm hoping for five. I'm hoping for five. I know. Cause as we get older, you have to, you have to kind of squeeze that down a little bit, right? Mm. Too many years and yeah. people might not be there anymore. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's my, amazing, my host parents are already 65, so they're getting up in years. So I have to make sure that I stay, stay on That's top amazing. of it. Amazing. So all of the conversation was in Indonesian, of Bahasa. Uh, Bahasa. And you still, you still kept it from still got 18 it. years old. I still got it. No way. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's Mas, super Masi cool. Visa. Wow. Masi visa. I mean, you know, there's a little, definitely some struggle here right. and there. I was struggling for some words here and there and I made a couple of mistakes, but you know, my grammar sucks. And my grammar was never great. My okay. grammar was always local. Like it was very colloquial. Right, right, right. And, um, 18 conversational. High school kid. Yeah. High school, <laughs> yeah. 18 year old high school kid conversation. Right. So I'm stuck at, at that level. I don't have business in Indonesian. Right. I never did. But, you know, I'm pretty, I can speak fast and I can understand fast speaking. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So fun. you picked up Indonesian quickly. How was uh, coming back to Taiwan now? How was the Chinese journey? I know. I know. Uh. I feel so bad about myself. <laughs> that that really lowers my, uh, my self-worth if I think about my Chinese. Because I was an A student in college. I went to UC Davis and I was an A student in my Mandarin. That was actually one of the oh, reasons really? why okay. I took Mandarin because I was I was good at it. I loved it. Oh, and wow. I, I put the effort in. I put a lot of effort in. I would study two, three hours a night writing characters. Did you do it four years? In no, oh, I did okay. it. I did only one year in, which is like three semesters, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, three, right. yeah, semesters. Yeah, trimesters in trimesters. UC. Yep, yep. I did uh, three semesters of it and I kicked ass, but oh, man, I felt so bad about myself now now being in Taiwan because everything's changed. My mind just doesn't absorb and, and yeah. hold that information. It's and not like our 18 year old mind. And, and would, would you Taiwanese please stop speaking English, please? Like stop <laughs> speaking English to me. Like, oh my God, your English is too good. 
Would you just speak Screwing to me in up. Mandarin? You're messing it up for me. I, I know can't you're learn trying Mandarin. and they're just like, all right, all right, well, fine. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially the cashiers out there mm. for all the cashiers at 7-Eleven. Would you just speak to me in Mandarin, please? Make it difficult on me. Really? Are you trying? Are you trying in Chinese? But they just, yeah, they don't, they they're w- just like, no, 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 like no. that'll be $3. That'll be three bucks. Yeah. I'm Dude. like, no, come on. <laughs> Oh, wow. So that, that was that. I think that's and I asked some friends, I'm like, are, is anyone else having struggled learning Mandarin here in Taiwan? Everyone says, yeah, Mandarin. Yeah. Mandarin in Taiwan is so difficult. In fact, it's one of the most impossible things to do yeah. because because everybody speaks English with a decent amount that they just get tired of speaking to you in Mandarin that they just speak English. Right. <laughs> so you're stuck. Especially in Taipei. You got to yes. go to like, yeah, I know I like, need to go to Jai. Uh, Anthony Van Dyke, you yeah. know, and Jai, exactly. <laughs> he went to Jai. Yeah. Exactly. That's the story I like. About 30 years ago. And then, oh, then we'll yeah. be golden. Yeah. And like then you come back with weeks. a tattoo and, and we'll have uh, Taiwan <laughs> tattoos and, uh, on our chest. And uh, Bin Lang teeth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah, we just talked about Bing Lang uh, with my last guest, actually. Oh, She's making funny. a feature film with Bing Lang girls. Oh, so. oh yeah. there's, there's so, a story there. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, What happened to them? <sighs> I don't see to, them you, anymore. They do exist, but you, you got to go out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's one apparently in Wanhua called Baby. There's a name of the shop. Oh, okay. And it'll be in this film, The okay. First Kiss of the Night. Yeah, so you'll have right. to see that film. And as Jay Trangular, the director, said, I'm looking forward uh, to go it. check out uh, Baby in Wanhua. Apparently, it's a it's a happening binglang spot. Wow. Exactly. Have you tried binglang? Uh, I have not. Oh, I've how been dare you? It. you I've have, been offered You have it, like two weeks left. Countdown. There's a lot of things you got to do, I think. I got to try it. Yeah, yeah, get the caffeine rush. Maybe Let's do it. I haven't done it yet either. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Set we'll, this up. We'll, we'll do this. We're going to go visit how, baby. How, how many days, how many days you have left? I got, I got two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, dude, that's yeah. not hard. We'll go to baby. Yeah, let's okay. go. We'll, let's do it. That's awesome. I got to try it once. We have to try it once. Sounds good. Do you think our teeth will be stained forever? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go home and brush for jobs yeah. in the Bay Area. <laughs> Being taken as a serious tech guy. <laughs> Salesforce, you think they'll take you? They take you back? <laughs> so you've been in Taiwan, uh, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red teeth. All right, nice. all right. We we gotta we got we gotta first find out if our if our teeth will be stained forever. Right. If not, we'll do it. All right. I'm down. Good. I'm totally down. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds so good. anything else? The the time is ticking. You <sighs> have uh, a couple weeks left. Yeah. What are you gonna? Miss the most in Taiwan? I think I am going to miss the bike routes here. That's mm. that's the first thing on my mind. I've been looking for bike routes in, in the Bay Area. And there's some good bike routes, but one of the biggest concerns I have is traffic. Yeah. And you have to share it with a car in the States. And, and they don't have very good, like, low traffic areas. Everything is pretty well trafficked. For sure. Um, so that's one concern. One thing I'm looking forward to in the Bay Area, I'm looking forward to go back, okay. is my kids being happy and seeing my, all my old friends. I have some really good friends I'm looking forward to hanging out with. I had a, a one set of friends that actually came and visited me here and get to hang out in Taiwan. They had a great time. But I'm looking forward to be back there. I'm going camping, real camping. I'm sorry, Taiwanese. Oh, Your, your, your camping is great, <laughs> but my Gosh, it's like going going camping with high heels. Oh, ouch! You're, glamping. It's glamping, guys. Like, come even on. Even the hardcore camping is even pretty, the hardcore pretty posh. camping, man. I, it's 
It's very Taiwanese. Yeah, these like $200,000 vehicles <laughs> with the rooftop tents. Exactly. The real experience. No, I, I, I love Taiwanese camping. I love it, but it is, uh, it's- It's not like, real. It's not, it's not American camping. I'll just say that. Uh, I'll separate the, the chaff from the wheat. And say that, <laughs> and just go directly. When I go camping, let's say we're going to Lassen, Lassen, Lassen um, Volcanic Park up okay. in Northern California. So you're gonna be naked <laughs> <laughs> with a machete. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but it's it's camping. I mean, it's a tent, camouflage mask. It's a tent, and we're chopping our own wood. Ooh, and uh, we make our own fire. And if it's legal, sometimes. Sometimes right. California bans fire, uh, open fire or wood fire pits. Uh, they've been doing that recently, so I don't know. But and we will go on hikes. Sometimes we'll go on like a nighter, so we'll take some some clothes and uh, maybe a sleeping bag and go up. Oh, to, from like base camp. From base actually... camp, we'll go out oh, and then spend cool. the night on the stars on the mountain somewhere. Oh wow, something like that. So you know that's that's camping. Oh, that's dope. You know what I mean? And then you can take some shrooms. <laughs> shrooms lsd yeah you know something like that in america in america in america in america in california yeah in california a very liberal state yes yes i know uh, I, uh recently uh, in uh i saw the in the muir, muir? redwood yep. forest with some a lot of mushrooms there okay. it was a beautiful time right. beautiful beautiful time yeah what is lawson like lawson is lawson lawson is just East of that area, okay, Redwood, and it is um, north. It's part of a volcanic group. It's huge. There's this main volcano called Lassen Mountain. It blew its top many, many years ago. You have almost moon-like landscapes up there. So you start hiking, and there's this one volcano, a cinder cone, they call it. That it just looks like the moon. It's amazing, and it's all black and brown rocks. And you go up there, and there's not a thing growing on it. It's just pure rock. It's so cool looking and oh, you're, wow. and it's not because it's, you're above 10,000 feet or anything or tree line or anything like that. It's just because this, this rock, the soil is just nothing grows on it. Mm. And there's also, it's very dry. Uh, so you have to bring in your own water and everything like that. So okay. it's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, adventurous. Ooh, sounds amazing. Pretty wild. Real camping. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. All Max. right. So anything else you need to do? You need to pack. You need to do some bing lung. Any other kind of loose ends to tie up here in well, Taiwan did, before you my say goodbye? Surfing in um, Waiyao. That was awesome. Mm. I did that. I, I did buy a surfboard here from Formosa Surfboards. Dude, shout out to you, Formosa. Oh, really? You guys are awesome. Okay. Uh, he's a Hawaiian guy that came out and lives here, and he makes he um, designs his own surfboards and shapes them here. And where's the shop? Uh, I believe it's Kaohsiung or somewhere okay. south. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's Kaohsiung. Ding area somewhere on the, oh, around there. Nice. Um, great guy. So I, I bought a board from him. I'm taking that back. Uh, I did my biking. You know, I did my thing. I wanted to do uh, the Buddha hand, which is basically it's a seven hour journey around Yaminsan. And it basically, it's a, a Strava event where you do this like mm. shape of the Buddha hand on oh, Strava. Oh, I see. And create the Buddha yeah, hand. Yeah, you create the Buddha Strava. hand on Strava. And it's pretty amazing. I don't think I'll have enough time to do that. And I'm not trained enough to do that. Well, if you start tonight, <laughs> maybe we stop off at the Bing Lang place. You yeah. get your stimulants. <laughs> and then Christina will kill us because yeah. you'll, you'll break your other hip. I'll break my other you'll hip or have a heart attack right yeah. there. <laughs> a, a but you'll be, with, you'll be with Buddha. You will be with Buddha. There's no better way to go out. That's one. <laughs> um, I, I um, didn't get a chance to really explore Taizong. 
Mm. So I may want to go down and do a day exploring Taizong and really explore more. I, I, I only touched on it. There's so much to see. Taizong is huge. Yeah. I didn't realize how big Taizong is, like how much landscape there is to cover. Yeah. And it's busy and it's, and it's kind of messy too. So yeah. it's hard to get around. It's hard to get around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tainan is so easy. Tainan's small, yeah. cute, it's beautiful. It's easy. Pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Taizong is, is, was, crazy. was difficult. So Fun. I would love to come back if I don't have enough chance this time, come back and, and really explore Taizong more because mm. I hear some great food in Taizong. There's <sighs> amazing food I hear. Yep. Um, some of the best food actually. Yeah. That's what I hear. And me being a foodie, I was like, oh, I'm missing out. Yep. But you know, my wife is a, a northerner. She's, she's a, she grew exactly. up Hardcore. in uh, Tianmu. Oh, okay. Oh, she's she's up so, in the up in yeah. the clouds up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and saying goodbye to all my friends. That's that's the other big thing. Is saying goodbye to all my friends. I hope to convert to an APRC. Go from gold card to APRC right. after you hit that three year requirement. Mine will be coming up, right? Yep. So yep. I'll hit that three year requirement. You're gonna do that before you leave? Yeah. Oh, that's like within the next week. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I think I have to. I have to okay. ask some questions with the gold card group and figure out. There's a bunch of discussions going on. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Always. But I, I need to look into that. But that was one of the goals: is get my APRC or I renew my gold card so I can come back and do some consulting back here. Uh, I have built a little bit of a network doing sales consulting. That's my. That's what I do. Yep. Um, doing sales training, sales consulting, you know, looking to take a startup going from, let's say, zero salespeople and building the infrastructure or the process to go from zero salespeople into a well-developed and thriving sales team. How do you mm -hmm. do that? I actually help owners and executives uh, create that team. We'll spin that up and hand that off to them. And so I built my network here already. I've, it's starting to grind. And now I got to go and leave that alone. But I think I might be able to keep that going, at least some of my network and be able to make some trips back. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Especially like removing my implant. Oh, true. Okay. Right? okay and okay. so I might be able to come back, remove my implant and maybe even do a sales gig. Okay. Like so when you come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all that then. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Brass Carrot Consulting is my. Brass Carrot Consulting. Yeah. Nice. So we will celebrate your titanium coming out. There you go. Do some bing lang. There you go. And uh, that time you'll get your tattoo. Oh, yes. Your Taiwan you tattoo. You reminded me. Oh, Taiwan really? tattoo. Are you serious? I'm actually going You're gonna to follow Mr. Anthony Van Dyke. I am. Oh, are you going to get matching tattoos? No. You should. No. Be so cute. No. <laughs> no, I'm not getting a matching tattoo. But I am going to get a tattoo. Get a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to get a smaller one. Oh, but it is going to be uh, probably strategically placed on my left shoulder or maybe even on my, my hip. On your hip. That, that was the that, idea. Ooh. And it's going to be Taiwan. But you got to get that after you take that out because otherwise they're going to. Yeah, they're going to have to destroy it. Right? <laughs> destroy. And it, it's actually an artist that uh, if you've been to Ali Shan, mm -hmm. have you? I haven't been there yet. No, okay. So no. I did get to see Ali Shan and, and got to see the forest. There's an, actually an art display of this famous artist from Taiwan, and he has the most amazing prints. And so I'm actually thinking of doing uh, one of the versions of those prints as a tattoo. What kind of prints? Are it's, these like indigenous prints? It's it's somewhat indigenous, okay. but they're they're very naturalistic. It, it's basically like roots, but in the roots Ooh. weaving together in the shape of Taiwan. Oh, so imagine you have a bunch of roots or twigs or branches, and each branch is woven in amongst themselves. Right, and then the outline of these this weave of branches is actually the outline of the island of Taiwan. You that can't be small. That's got to be big, man. That's gotta be your whole back. 
Oh, or your left butt cheek. Oh, there we go. Because it's plump now. Now it's plump. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to get that before you go? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it on my left arm. That's actually the ideal place. No way. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. Do it tomorrow. We're going to get some bing lang, get drunk off of uh, bing lang, off, off a of beetle nut. Beetle nut. Go get, yeah. your, go get your Taiwan tattoo. That's what I'm thinking We'll take about. some photos and post it with this podcast. I'm, I'm so pretty excited. So the world can see it. I'm pretty excited. And I'm also, um, one of the my spirit animals that I connected with while I was in Taiwan is the um, uh, the serpent hawk. Ooh, okay. Uh, serpent eagle, sorry. It's the serpent Taiwanese, eagle. Taiwanese serpent eagle. And it's, uh, it's native to Taiwan and Southeast Asia and even India. They are these eagles that live in, uh, actually, they're all over Taiwan, but you can see them a lot in um, Jilong. Okay. And that's where I had my commune and my commune with nature. Right. And okay. I had a really good experience and I got to listen to them screeching in the sky, circling. And it's an amazing experience. So if you go up into the hills above Nehu and you can actually see them on a good day and they, they call down and there's this, they have a very unique call. It's a very high pitched screech, very beautiful creatures. They have a, a unique print to their the underbelly. Okay. And yeah, they're, what is the call like? I would not be able to, it's very high pitched way beyond my male voice. Okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I can't even try. You don't even want to do that. No, I'm not going to fall for that. trap. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So that's your spirit animal. That's my spirit animal. My so Taiwanese what does that mean? Animal. Does that mean you're getting a tattoo of that on your right arm? I think. On maybe. your right butt cheek. Yeah, maybe. The yeah, spirit arm on the right butt cheek. Yeah. And the island of Taiwan on the other. The there. roots on Sounds the left. Good. Sounds <sighs> good, man. I think you're, I think you should be a tattoo artist. I know. I yeah. know. Or at least or a just designer. Like an art design. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. like, like a, the art director. Yeah, art director. Art director. There you go. An architect. Like, exactly. <laughs> architect. I'll be like, no, no, no. A little bit to the left. <laughs> exactly. There exactly. We'll prep everything for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. Oh, Love it. man. Love it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Hey, thank, same here. Um, same I'm here. very sad that we'll have to say goodbye after this three-year love affair of ours. Yes. From locking eyes at this Christmas party. Yeah. At the gold car party. But it's been a good pleasure. Times. We've good had times, some man. really good times. Uh, I look forward to seeing you back when you get back here. Yeah. Um, and I'll come visit you in uh, in the Bay Area as you well. You are always welcome. Oh, man. You're always welcome. And we have our uh, we have our promise uh, up in your cabin up in uh, Canada that we didn't get to this time. But, oh, my God. Yeah. But I would like to. Available. Come check it out. 80 acres of bliss. Dude, let's do it. Let's do it. Amazing. One of these days. Oh man, awesome! Yeah, and then Central Asia, if we uh, make a trip out there, we might we might have to do that as there well. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Love yeah. it. Awesome. Love it. We got to go do. Uh, I want to go watch a game of goat polo. Oh, in Kazakhstan, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> there you I, have go. A, I have a lot There's of good friends in Kazakhstan. There we go. Yeah, we have that. We'll connection. do that. We'll do that. I have a lot of good friends I'm in down. Kazakhstan. I'm serious. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I have to see that for sure. I'm down. Yeah, I totally. I have see a lot this. of old students who are proficient at that game. So, 100 percent, like like studs. Like okay. descendants of Genghis Khan, they get on the horses, they take the goat heads, and yeah. they they run. Okay. And they pound it into the basket. Oh, we're going. Yeah. We're going. Yeah, I want to be it. there. Let's do it. And then I want to have the goat in a stew afterwards. Exactly. And they have some pretty gnarly uh, alcohol as well. <laughs> okay. We might not we might not make it back, but we'll uh, we'll go. We will go. That sounds good. Sounds really good. Amazing. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Same here. Yeah. These last three years. And thank you for this wonderful conversation and sharing all those stories. Uh, And we'll see each other again soon, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Wow.
So pleasure. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We will see you again next time. Goodbye.